0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested, in more. I do a lot of stories that feels like about Target and Walmart and Amazon, big retailers in our life. I feel like I do a lot of stories on... Facebook, Amazon, uh, Apple, Netflix, Google, um, the social tech companies that are dominating the world. I feel like I do too many stories on CEO, Tesla, Tesla CEO, Elon Musk. A lot on fast food. I try to hit things that are, I would say, digestible. Although some would say that fast food, not very digestible. That was a sound effect. Please don't complain. And it wasn't really a sound effect. It was just me going into a microphone. I do a lot on video games. I can do more on carried interest and total realized investment income. But I tend to think that that's showing off. I tend to think that people who try to say I'm smarter than you uh, are also trying to get your money. And I, I think it's a bad tactic and I think it's bad form. So let's talk a little bit about... Take-Two Interactive. I don't even know if they're called Take-Two Interactive anymore. But they're a video game company. And we're starting to look at 2020 as the year that two new consoles are coming out. PC continues to stay robust in video games with companies like NVIDIA and AMD supplying the chipsets that drive graphical processor units. Then there's a lot of kind of tertiary plays of video games where you can look at something like an Apple TV. Steam's got a product. I'm not going to say they're they're mainstream. I'm just not. The sales numbers are too small. But Take-Two got a small upgrade. And at E3, just just wrapped up. Um, The man who runs my show, uh, he's a big fan of E3. He's a big fan of seeing what's coming down the road in technology. And an analyst from Wall Street went to the E3 uh, event and he witnessed a jubilant player reception towards Borderlands 3. So when I saw that note, I was like, I need to go look up Borderlands 3. And I'll be honest with you, it's, it's more than I can do. I don't mind first-person shooters. I'm fine with that. Just I can't get too wonky weird. Uh, makes me nervous. <laughs> um, the analyst is with a firm called Benchmark Company. They're not exactly a mover and shaker in research. But you read research and you, you educate yourself as much as you can. And they think there's going to be upside due to Borderlands 3. Keep in mind, I slept through Borderlands 1 and 2. Didn't even know they are out. I did know they are out, actually. But it's just, again, some games call to you, some games don't. And Borderlands has incredible um, IP, uh, intellectual property. Um, very similar to that of Grand Theft Auto. So significant cash balance at the company, Take-Two. Uh, no debt. Share repurchases. They expect Take-Two to continue to pursue its mergers and acquisitions transactions. They also did Red Dead Redemption last year, and that did very, very well. Not as well as Fortnite. And that's kind of one of the problems that you run into in in investing, is you can compare Pfizer to Merck. You have to. You can compare Take-Two to Epic Games, but Epic Games, mostly private. Large chunks of it are owned by Tencent overseas. Um, So it's tougher to compare. Publicly traded companies have to show you their information. The opening of the kimono. He Here's what you're buying. Here's what you're getting. Here's here's what this company's worth. So take two, oddly enough, on a play on E3, oddly enough, I'm talking about, because last week me and my producer we were talking pre-show, post-show, in the middle of the show, somewhere in the show, and we talked about Keanu Reeves and how he's coming out with a video game. Not him personally coming out, with, but he's going to be a star figure in it. And it looks fantastic. One of the things I like to do is go to YouTube and take a look at video games or you can go to touch tv as well um i like looking at the graphic i like saying wow we've come a long way since pong we've come even further since Mac- uh i was gonna say mcdonald's but pac-man oh so the mc i got pack in my head right you can see where my brain's miswired i like looking at the content i like looking at the video um some of these stories are pretty epic uh and you feel like you don't have to read a book which a lot of people don't want to do anymore a lot of people do it's summertime some some summertime um but there's also a lot of investments around video games so keanu reeves is coming out with one and i don't know who the company is that's making it i should probably look because maybe it'll be something i want to like spark an interest in uh, it's gonna be a cyberpunk which i talked about last week with william gibson NeuroMancer being the first cyberpunk um goth icon, steampunk kind of uh, novel that i read in college and i was reading Books in college, so I didn't have to read textbooks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how much of you were reading then, and you're such in the habit of it. You basically consume it. But video games are going to have the obvious players, like I said, AMD and NVIDIA. But then there's going to be the take twos, Electronic Arts, and the Activisions. Then there's going to be other players and other ways of looking at it, like Microsoft. Uh, every one of these companies is trying to do a currency, whether it's Starbucks with their rewards points. Yeah, Here's something I did this week, and you'll fascinate. I know how much cash American dollars I have in the bank. I know what my homes and my investments are worth in American dollars. But then I started to add up all my points. And, like, what's a Hilton point worth? And it's really tough to get a number on it, because depending on which hotel you stay at, it's going to give you different uh, results. If you stay at a resort, your points are going to go as far. If you stay at, you know, a dumpy Hilton, I know you're saying, that's really close to us getting sued. Be careful how you say this. If you stay at a less than resort to Hilton, it's going to be, you're going to get more nights. Not just because of the price, but because of the demand. And then you go, I've seen companies, there was a company, Barclays, they did a world world travel card a couple years ago. And for every dollar you spent, you got two points. And if you redeemed, no, you got three points. If you redeemed your points with them, you got an additional 50%. They changed the terms. That's the reason why if you get credit card points, reward points, on occasion, you should re you should claim them. Do you have any millions and millions and millions of dollars go unclaimed in points every year? I don't either, but that's the point. Here is a downgrade in uh, Apple that you like. Did you really have to send this note out? Downgrading the price target from two thirty five to two thirty three. They say a lot of nice things about you know uh, service growth. They called it an overweight, but they said we're watching those phones. Now, Apple was also in the news this weekend Uh, CEO Tim Cook talked at Stanford and talked about how Silicon Valley companies need to be responsible for the chaos that they create in speech. He did not mention companies by name, but I think it's pretty fair that we know who these are. Facebook, maybe a little Microsoft, Google, Uh, Theranos, he made definitive mention of a disgraced startup that basically was lying. They said they had a technology that could scan your blood on one drop of blood for cancers. And it wasn't ready for prime time. Will it ever be? Don't know. Tim Cook, I don't know if I want him to be the spokesperson for tech. Apple has some flaws, too. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Kind of a lot going on in the month of June, considering June's not typically the hot and sexy month of things going on. It's the summertime. You get the June gloom. Um, And yet, kind of a lot's going on. A lot of loose ends out there. What will the Fed say this week? What did the Fox say, hmm? What will come of the G20 meeting and a purported meeting between President Trump and President Xi? How will congressional leaders in the White House work out budget talks and avoid injecting unnecessary debt ceiling drama? So much to look at. Will incoming data point to slowing economic activity? A lot of small businesses are, are kind of leaning towards not hiring people right now because they're kind of thinking that there's going to be a recession. In 2020. Central bank meetings will be a focal point for sure through the financial media. Then you get a little bit of, um, how shall we say, uh, action, pit action, um, mergers and acquisition. Pfizer's acquiring Array Biopharma for approximately $11.4 billion. Decretive this year, accretive in the future. Big uh, colon cancer drug in the pipeline that a lot of people are talking about. When you develop a drug that has no competition, you can basically charge anything that you want because... A doctor's going to say, we want to use this product on this patient. And insurance companies aren't going to turn down cancer. I'm not a big fan of media using people with cancer as a, how shall we say, a, a violin piece, you know, a tearjerker. So I'm not going to say anything about cancer. Um, not a lot of complimentary action. Not a lot of complimentary stories out there right now. Um, and it is kind of the summertime. Target had a crazy outage. They lost uh, the ability to process credit cards over the weekend. I think twice at least. It was a two-hour-long outage that affected all Target stores. It was caused by an error made during regular system maintenance. I can imagine the scene of a technician figuring out that oh no, we can't take orders for that to. Uh, uh, what? What did you say? And uh, I can imagine that was a mess. As my friend Donald would say, it's a mash." So Target's got a new technology system. You might remember a couple of years ago they got hacked. And this isn't good. You want to be able to feel that you can go spend an hour dilly-dallying, dilly-dilly around Target, picking up stuff, putting in your cart, and you get, to the front of the sh- you get to the front of the checkout, and they're like, uh... You have cash. You're like, I'm leaving, and you just walk away, and your cart stays there. So, Target was unable to process select credit cards for about 90 minutes. It's resolved and functioning normally, but that's drama. That's one of the ones that I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of, so to speak. Thank you. That's a little bit too dramatic, though. So, what do you have to say about that? So, stocks slip a little bit. Uh, busy week for central banks around the world. In a story that's a story that I don't know quite why it's a story, but Duncan Brands launched delivery with Grubhub. I know you're saying Duncan, All right? Those the guys that make that yummy, delicious donut. Which I just sat in a hot tub this weekend, kind of loosened the muscles a little bit. Kind of nice. Looked at a squirrel, looked at a bird, and then uh, I think about you know donuts, and basically it's batter in a jacuzzi of grease. So I think the jacuzzi. Metaphor works well here. (laughs) Yeah. Eating donuts in a hot tub, not sexy. I know that much. But Grubhub's rolling out a nationwide delivery program. And I'm like, do we need this for a donut chain? I guess you're going to throw in some coffee too, right? But people don't like going out to restaurants anymore. And I I guess with the peer-to-peer, you don't want to get an Uber or Lyft and say, hey, can you wait for me while I go grab some donuts and coffee? A serious push with delivery. They've been playing with uh, testing in New York, Boston, Philadelphia. You get the idea. But um, I don't know. Dunkin' last year kind of... When I think of Dunkin' Donuts, I think... And this is just a horrible thought, but I think you think it too. Fat cops sitting in a Dunkin' store eating donuts. And I know you're saying, that's not very nice, Robert. And it's not, but I'm trying to say that's the image. You don't think... Last year they introduced snazzier, better coffee. And now they're willing to come to your door for $5. Um... There's not a lot of money to be made in that, and I don't know how much demand there is. Obviously, more than less. Grubhub, for all it's done, they've done a very, very nice job of making relationships with Yum! brands so you can get a bucket of chicken delivered with your donuts. You don't want a bucket of chicken? Oh, well, then maybe you'll get a a tasty gordita uh, from Taco Bell. Uber Eats is available at 9,000 different McDonald's, 14,000-plus locations. Um, Starbucks is smack in the middle of doing a delivery service with Uber Eats. They want to hit 3,500 locations by the end of the year. So Uber Eats and Grubhub uh kind of owning it. So one of these days, I'm going to get off my lazy hiney and take a look at Grubhub stock and see how this is all affected them. You know, there's only so much time you have to research so many stocks. And there's some names that you, know, just you fall in love with, like Salesforce.com or You're like, how is that Stitch Fix doing? Because I know that's one of the youngest billionaire females uh, under 30 in the United States, and there's kind of a dramatic story there. But when you pull up a chart of Grubhub, it's not a slouch. Roughly going from 34 to 72 in the last three years, four years. At one point in time, it was much higher at 144. So 144 down to 72 has created a 50 percent retracement pullback off of a pretty good run. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. The big stories of the day is that there's a lot of economic activity tied towards central banks. The Bank of England, the Bank of Europe, uh, the Federal Reserve, Japan, and uh, what they will and won't do. Piper Jaffray, by the way, this week said that they expect Netflix to post solid results. Uh they have a $440 target on Netflix. How much is Netflix today? 248. And they have a $440 target on it. Holy shnikes. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. There's stories out there about breakfast burritos containing rocks. Ragu pizza sauces or spaghetti sauces containing plastics. Big recalls happening. Typically, that kind of thing on Wall Street is easy to overlook because there's insurance involved, but I'm just throwing it out there for you. Um, Talking about some of the bigger things that I did this weekend, Barron's, I think, is an amazing publication, and it's financial rag, financial media, financial newspaper, whatever you want to call it, right? And uh, it comes free with the Wall Street Journal online, or it used to. Someone told me that's no longer true. I like Barron's enormously, um, and I like actually picking up a paper copy. I know you're saying, that's old school. But they took different people from around the world and had them talk about, from around the financial, had them talk about stocks and various stocks. And so they they did a nice job of kind of mishmashing an article together. The media issue of fake beef and the growing competition to provide it in Amazon Grubhub and the turf war over the meatball hero. Like, ha, <laughs> ha, So you don't want to go out and get the fake burger you can have it brought to your house grubhub gets a boost amazon has exited the restaurant delivery business which means more for grubhub eric savitz a writer took a look at the next big ipo which is slack i haven't used slack i know people who have a lot of business apps um again at one point in time microsoft owned the business apps but there were software programs that you had to buy the hard copy of and then you loaded it on your machine so that's out there. Software versus hardware, you can always look at as software. You come up with a program and you can repeat it a bazillion times on CDs or whatever distribution method you want. When it went to the web, it really changed the model. Of You can go download it yourself if you have an Internet connection, and you're seeing companies like GameStop just really, really struggle with people don't want to buy physical media anymore. I don't. Don't you have a fear that when you buy your kid the new Sixty-five, seventy-dollar Madden NFL game that uh, he scratches the disc. A lot of people have that fear, so I know. And for an extra three ninety-nine or whatever, game companies like GameStop will buy you, give you a thing. If you bring in a scratch disc, we'll give you another copy. Uh, United Technologies and the big merger with Raytheon was brought up more than once. Um, it's not great for shareholders. Both stocks were cheap for the long term, and but they looked at each other, and said, "Hey." What are you doing? Another one was like, hey, what are you looking at? And they started making out, and they said, let's get married. So big merger there. Big industrial companies that do things like Otis Elevators and make machines of death. Um, big barriers to entry there. Weak generic prices for uh, drugs. You got a lot of opioid liability. You got government regulation. And suddenly you, have, you look at the drug distributors, and you go, this is a little bit of a problem. McKesson is a big drug distributor mck cardinal health cah and amerisource bergen abc i will say that I, I don't feel like i'm very in touch with the opioid crisis in america i have a friend that had his stomach uh stapled rubber banded one of the two and he got on opioid shortly thereafter and he's dead don't know the exact cause of death uh, family didn't release it but you have to imagine that uh that doesn't make you feel great when you see those two linked together. Wilbur Ross? Wilbur? Wasn't he a talking horse at one point in time? Not Wilbur Ross, but the name Wilbur. He played down the likelihood of a major deal between China and the US. Man, it's coming down to the wire here. Thank you, Honorable One. One of my big favorite movies of all time because it was so bad, it was good. It was Big Trouble in Little China. We really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we, Wang? I know, you're saying it wasn't that good of a bad movie, but it was that bad of a movie, it was pretty good. So there's a Starbucks of Japan, of China, and one of the things you always fear, if you're an investor, is China saying no. or changing our mind. The Tiananmen Square thing started off as food shortages, and it turned into something much bigger. Now, China has done a very huge job of upgrading their economy in the last 30 years they spent a lot of government money on it. They made it a mandate. Uh, they've opened up somewhat to outside foreign entities coming in and doing business. But you fear at any point in time they can go, Starbucks, get out of our country. KFC, get out of our country. Uh, and they can, they can do that. The ramifications would be we can do it back. But we'll see. Luckin Coffee, a uh, Chinese coffee chain. It went public in the U.S. on May 17. There's two sovereign wealth funds. An American financial giant recently said they're large stakeholders. So it's attracted uh, big do-re-mi, so to speak. Should you invest in Luckin Coffee as kind of a hedge against Starbucks? If Say you like Starbucks, but they've got exposure to China. And if the country says, get out of our country, close the door, should you have Luckin as kind of like that go-to backup? Thank you very much. Thank you. And clearly, luck in in a Chinese company probably has a better understanding of the Chinese consumer than, say, a Starbucks. Not knocking Starbucks in any way, shape, or form. Just saying. I think that's out there. Um, now, let's go back to the IPOs because I'm dancing around a little bit right now, and I'm like the worst dancer. I'm the guy who bobs his head up and down, maybe swivels my neck a little bit on my shoulders, but that's about it. What my hands are doing doesn't match what my head's doing. Um, let's go back to IPOs for a second. A lot of people in the late 90s got really excited about IPOs. It was one of the toughest times for me to be, quote-unquote, an investment advisor. In large part because whatever I said, there was always something else you could find that did better. You know, if I missed the Beyond Meat train, people would go, well, you missed the Beyond Meat train. I don't need to hire you. That was late 90s. And there was a lot of companies that came public. A lot. Um, kind of flooded the market. Now, if you remember last week, we talked a little bit about Mary Meeker in her internet trends report that comes out each and every year. And she said one of the things that was in her presentation was that 50% of the world is already online and the numbers are slowing. The global growth in internet users was up just 6% last year. I get the feeling now if you were to travel in the deserts of Nairobi, I'm not even sure if Nairobi has a desert, but I'm pretty sure you're going to see people walking around with cell phones or something. So the newbies of the moment, the IPOs of the moment, the companies like and Zoom Video, uh, Uber, Lyft, will they be the companies that we look back on in 10 years and go, wow, they really turned into a company like Facebook or Alphabet or Amazon or Apple? And what you don't really remember about the late 1990s is that a lot of companies came public and a lot of companies went bankrupt. Now, you could say that we've probably learned a lot by that. Fiverr's IPO. Um, it's probably not going to be the com which was a dot-bomb that had a 600-plus first-day pop. Globe.com was a company that would give you a free website or something like that. Chewy, an online pet retailer, you could you know directly take a look at PetSmart and say, well, they they own most of Chewy. And you can go, well, PetSmart's not exactly tearing it up, but Chewy's got a mascot called Mr. Chewy. And that's a little bit reminiscent of Pets.com and the legendary po- sock puppet. You may not remember the Pets.com so- po- sock, pu- sock puppet for some reason, saying sock puppet. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, Chewy's losing money. Pets.com lost a lot of money before they finally go to zero. Some of these IPOs will go to zero. And there's a lot of companies that are called unicorns that are coming public now. Companies like Airbnb, WeWork, SpaceX, Planter, SoFi. Oh, for the record, it looks like... Um, I'm not going to say Mr. Crazy because I don't want to quite say that. Um, it looks like Tesla's CEO is saying... Elon Musk is saying that he's done with Twitter. He deleted his account. And is the world a better place for that? Kind of feels like it. Um, so Elon Musk deletes tweet attacking Tesla co-founder Martin Eberhard. And then the next day he's like, I'm quitting Twitter. The billionaire CEO had quite the weekend on Twitter. Um, interesting. So to take a shot at your co-founder. A lot of people don't know the co-founder's name. Martin Eberhard. Um, the tweet was something along the lines of Tessa's live in spite of Eberhard But he seeks credit constantly And fools give it to him Why? Why, Twitter, why? Why are people abusing your service? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Someone are coming up. Learn more at Rob Black Show. Use the code Radio twenty five to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW Radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Elon Musk. I'm just looking at some more things that he did over the weekend. He's got. There's. There's. I can't invest with that. And I, It, it could be the most beautiful car. It's not. It could be the best made. It's not. It could have potentially the best future. It could. And I won't do it. He posted fan artwork of a character named 2B from the video game Near Automata. Or something close to that. Tweet simply had the character's name and nothing else. The fan artwork wasn't credited to anyone in particular. And people started calling out Musk for not crediting the artist. He then deletes the tweet. And he gets into kind of a a battle with people where he starts by saying people should always get credit for every. Always credit everyone that they steal from or post from. Followed by no one should be credited with anything ever. And you just go like, I know one or two people that did, and I'm not bashing marijuana. I know one or two people that smoked a lot of marijuana, too much marijuana maybe. And they ended up going down this kind of crazy rabbit hole of like the whole world's against them. And, you know, someone's, uh, my brother's trying to steal my mom and put her in. Uh, an old folks home in uh florida and like you know she doesn't want to go and i I don't know how to contact her and you're like that sounds a bit crazy and uh you know the artist that he was stealing from or or not stealing from i don't even know mele mccalli um got a lot of support on twitter and it just it shows you that there's twitter battles i like seeing robots battle that's cool twitter battles not so much Um, So he goes on to say, I'm going to delete my Twitter account. And then he did not actually delete his Twitter account. That's, I I don't know what to say. (laughs) Like, can you invest in that? Because I can't. But I I understand people, like, will overlook it and say, oh, well, that's Elon being Elon. And some people will want to use, you know, a, a curse word, an expletive. And, you know, oh, curse word. Musk, why are you doing this? Like, focus on your company. He gets into fights with Jeff Bezos about who's got a better space program, him or... Billionaire or billionaire? Billionaire A or billionaire B? Apple's a little higher today. Amazon's a little higher today. Alphabet's a little higher today. Microsoft's a little bit higher today. Positive disposition. A lot of people are looking for the Fed this week to say something along the lines of, we're going to cut interest rates. Or to actually maybe cut interest rates, but the expectation is, if the data continues to weaken and there's no pickup in inflation, then July would be the time frame. I don't like doing other people's jobs for them, so I'll just say, I don't know. Hmm... U.S. Supreme Court upheld a Virginia ban on uranium mining. There's four uranium companies. and Every now and then I'll get an email from someone going, you know, we can't keep on this path with coal and oil. It's just polluting our country too much and the world and uh, the polar bears. First and foremost, I never met a polar bear I liked. But that's side story. Um, there's a company called Kimiko. Uh Here's the ticker symbols. If you want to be that person who's going that way, CCJ, you, 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 you. U uh, E C U R A. If you didn't catch that, go get the podcast. Don't ask me to like be your secretary and transcribe stuff for you. Um, I do a lot of things. I don't do transcribing. But Supreme Court in the state of Virginia, like sometimes you do have to pay attention to the headlines out there. Um, and the companies like Pacific Gas and Electric, if they were to announce nuclear plans, would it ever catch? I'm not going to say fire. <laughs> I don't want to say fire whatever catch wind oh don't say wind don't say wind too soon too soon for uh that but uh it's kind of interesting sometimes you do have to pay attention to lawsuits uh per se as far as where we go with our investments or what themes open up it makes sense right so a big old legal brief virginia uranium's case hinges on a very different construction or subsection K. Okay company suggests that, properly read, the provision greatly expands the preemptive effect of the AEA and demands on displacement of any state law. Like, if you were to read this very long uh, filing, 44 pages, you'd be like, I wonder if I can invest off this. Some people do. You'll find your way. You'll find what works for you. I promise you. Um, but I, that's not the way I'm going to do it. June Empire State Manufacturing was down. It's not out. It's still growing, but at a much weaker level. That supports a Fed cut. The NHB housing market that came out in June was a good number, so we can't knock that. The Italian government has reportedly been given a week to respond to the EU Commission's request for details about the country's budget. Wow, those Italians. Whew. 20 years ago, I used to say things like, oh, Germany's economy, thousands of years old. Italy's economy, thousands. France's economy, thousands of years old. So they're established. there. Their banks are established. And anything uh, is further from the truth. Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte expect to request a review of the rules that calls for keeping the budget below 3%. So the EU got together and they said, hey, we'll work together, but you can't run up crazy debts on us. Italy, we said this like a few years ago, they're going to fail just like Greece failed. It's just a matter of when, not if. They can't spark their economy enough. They send their entrepreneurs over here to the United States to to learn how to do it. There's not enough market there. So be cautious on uh, Europe. Understand that they'll figure it out for sure, but be cautious. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show